Hey guys, welcome to season two of Capsule Production. It's been a crazy few months on rotation. I've been on rotation in Germany, at the EVA, the FDA, and several other places, so I have lots of great stories and some pretty cool interviews to share. Today's interview is extremely interesting as well. I have a mom, a friend to the podcast, a student pharmacist, a friend of the college. It's all the same person, and she's going to share how she juggles everything. Without further ado, please welcome Hillary Landers. Okay, so we are here with another episode of Capsule Podcast Productions. Uh, my name is Jeff Comta. I'm hosting today for Brendan Clee, and I have the man here, Randy Budrum. Randy, what's going on? How y'all doing out there? It's a pleasure to be back, uh, helping Brandon and yourself out uh, with another episode of the Capsule Podcast. So thanks for having me back again. All right, and today we have a very special and dear guest uh, with us, and uh, she is a classmate of ours. Her name is Hillary Landers. And today's podcast is going to be about home life and balancing it with pharmacy school. And Hillary, you're sort of a, a local celebrity, if, if I may, here at the Orlando <laughs> campus. You and the entire Landers family. Uh, yeah, <laughs> if I can give true. you your, your little introduction here, Hillary um, and her husband, Kevin, and her cutest girls ever in the world. How old are they now? Six years old. Her two twin daughters, uh, six years old, uh, Reese and Avery. Mm -hmm. They're little local celebrities here at the Orlando campus. They appear at all functions uh, along with Hillary. Um, and so that kind of makes Hillary super mom, uh, super wife, super student uh, in our eyes. And so we wanted to make a podcast for other students uh, coming into pharmacy school who might find themselves in a situation where they have to balance such a such a home life and so we want to see hear from you how do you do it so first of all can you tell us what it's like uh, balancing this um yes sure uh thanks for having me first of all um i kind of knew going into it when i applied to pharmacy school my daughters were two uh they were three when i started um and just having kids i knew that i was also going to try to work while i was in school um, so I kind of knew going in, you know, both eyes open that it was going to be a struggle. It was going to be a lot of balancing. Um, and something that I struggle with daily is kind of fine tuning the balance. You know, there, there are days when it goes off kilter and there are days when I feel like I'm dropping the ball somewhere. Um, so I promise you, like all moms, um, on the outside, it looks a lot easier than it really is. <laughs> Um, kind of like an iceberg, you know, you, what you see on the surface is um, much smaller than what's actually going on below. Mm -hmm. So that smile you've always got on is? It's partly um, personal um, reminder that I'm doing okay. <laughs> All right. And uh, just um, to get the audience up to speed, you, know, you have the two girls. You have Kevin at home, your husband. Um, you have you know, the, the throes of pharmacy school to deal with, if I can put it in a, a gentle way. And then you've also had uh, a couple internships that you've been through as well, right? Yeah, I started um, doing an internship at Florida Hospital East Orlando. Um, and then within the last um, year and a half, actually last summer, I transitioned and I took on a position at the Orlando VA Medical Center as a technician slash intern, which has been a great opportunity. Um, my husband has been incredibly supportive. You guys have met him, and you kind of know he comes with his own, um, you know, persona that everybody just knows He's about him. He's a character. Him. Yeah. A character. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, he encourages me to take opportunities where they come. 
Um, so that was a big one for me. I also have, you know, 10 years experience behind me as a technician. So it wasn't um, a huge obstacle for me starting out in the intern position because you do learn a lot of the roles that a technician takes on in the hospital setting. Um, so it wasn't a large learning curve for me in terms of that transition, which made it a bit easier all around. All right. Wow, juggling a lot. Um, and I, I remember my first days on campus, if I can just recollect for, for a little bit here. I remember talking to Hillary initially. Um, she was an ambassador, right? We didn't get into that yet. And um, answering answering my questions that I had, and and doing it with a smile and and the uh, smile is always there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just giving me that that energy to to to, to push forward. Now um, there are a lot of obstacles that come with the territory here in pharmacy school, and you've got a lot of obligations that you've had to fulfill. Um, what was the hardest part? Or, or what were some of the hardest things you had to overcome? I knew going in that I also um, wanted to pursue a residency. Um, my main goal going in was to do ambulatory care. So I kind of knew if I wanted to achieve the goals I had set for myself that that was like built in to, you know, to graduating pharmacy school, try to try to complete a residency. So I made sure that I was involved and, you know, took on positions and took on leadership roles where I could. Um, and honestly, through the process, one of the toughest obstacles that I've had to deal with is learning how to say no. They tell you all the time to be a yes man. And um, when you have a lot on your plate, um, that can become very overwhelming very quickly. Um, so at some point, you know, you have to look at everything that's on your plate and you have to realize that, you know, the, the opportunity was presented when I got the position at the VA. Um, somebody had asked me, you know, why don't you stay on as the intern at East and then also take on the position at the VA? Of course. You know, you don't have to work full-time hours, so potentially I could juggle both. And the kids and the husband in the school. Right. <laughs> and the way I looked at it was, you know, I've done a great job at my, my first internship and I loved it. And I could leave on good terms and I could, you know, maintain that situation that I had and move on to something new. Um, or I could stretch myself thin and potentially let myself down on both ends. Mm -hmm. And that's where the balance comes out with a lot of things. Um, you know, you can do something completely or you can do a bunch of things and halfway do them well. Um, so for me, being able to say no to certain things and being able to kind of moderate what I am able to do and what I'm able to extend myself for, and then also realizing that just because there's something that I'm passionate about or interested in doesn't mean that I'm going to be able to give all of myself. And in everything I do, I want to try to give as much of myself as I can. Seems like you're pretty self-aware. Yeah. On, on that account. Yeah. That's really good. That has been a learning curve as well. <laughs> um, you know, I, I don't know if you remember Jeff, but on our very first day um, in orientation, they had an exercise where we were juggling balloons. The balloons. Yeah. And the valuable lesson there is that, you know, I think the examples, we had a balloon that said pharmacy school and grades and car and... Right, and, and the, the more important aspects of your life were a balloon, you inflated more and then... The smaller ones, like you had a Netflix balloon, which was small. Mine was kind of big. <laughs> but, um, you know, those were smaller, and you tried to juggle all of them. Was there a food one? Food. For some people. Yeah. Uh, you wrote whatever okay. balloon you wanted, and yeah, food would have been up there as well, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> 
the audience can tell I have no, no wife <laughs> or, or kids. Or <laughs> um, but yeah, and so what, what came out of your, your juggling? So, you know, the whole lesson to be learned with that is that the more that you try to juggle, uh, something's going to fall. Mm. And the balloons that you inflated bigger are the ones that you spent more time and effort in trying to keep up in the air. And the smaller ones that didn't matter so much, the Netflix, you know, the you know, going out on Friday nights, those were the things that you kind of let fall by the wayside. Um, and so for me, it was a big thing that, you know, I knew I had all of these commitments. Um, and I think already becoming a parent, you start to learn that there are certain things prior to kids that, you know, don't hold as much water. Mm. Um, you know, the transition from being single to having, well, being married and single and then having kids, you know, there are certain friendships that don't necessarily survive the transition into kids. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's not as a clear cut transition in going pre-pharmacy to being in pharmacy school. So a lot of students feel like they're abandoning their friends because they're not mm -hmm. seeing them as much. Whereas for me, I had already made a larger transition in going mm -hmm. from non-parent to parent that you know some of those friendships that are you know fair weather friends, mm -hmm. so to say, um, you know, they, they don't affect you quite as much because you realize that the big things, the big balloons, I'm still keeping up. Mm -hmm. I was uh, just going to say that. I mean, even without those obligations at home, just getting into pharmacy school, I think we all experience the fact that um, you let a lot of things go. Yeah, you, yeah, you lose some friends. A reclassification yeah. of things, I guess. In your yeah. Own. It's a reprioritization. Repriori and, I mean, really, that's, you know, the, the goal of that. Um, exercise is for you to actually prioritize things because you're going to have to let some of the smaller things go. You're going to have to let some of the less important things go um, and realize that, you know, pharmacy school is a big commitment and it is something that you are investing a lot of your time into. And you don't want to lose that by maintaining certain friendships or, a, you know, a certain appointment or, a, you know, a certain... Um, Netflix watching routine. I mean, let's, let's not get ahead of ourselves, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, and um, I, I definitely understand. It. And the school uh, did well at, at driving that home, I believe. And I think most pharmacy schools give, do a good job of at least making people aware that, aware that, that. that uh, that's in store for you. Yeah, and we've also attempted, you know, in our Meet the Farmily events, we also attempt to impart that. And, the, you know, the Meet the Farmily events are prior to orientation, so they have, you know, the full summer ahead. These are, you know, newly admitted students, and we kind of try to, you know, let them know that this is your last summer of freedom. Mm -hmm. You know, if, yeah. if, if you <laughs> want to go out on a cruise and you want to, you know, let your hair down, now is the time because, you know, once, once pharmacy school starts, you're in it. Mm -hmm. That actually leads us into something uh, Randy was curious about. Yeah, yeah um, now that you're coming to the end of school, you got a few months left there. Wow, Finally. goes by quickly. <laughs> uh, is there anything you wish you did differently? That is a tough one. It's actually been, uh, for any other fourth years and for you know third years and second years coming up, December is definitely a time for reflection. Mm -hmm. um, as you're prepping your CV and applying for residency programs, you start to look back at everything you've done um, in the last three and a half years. I can honestly say, looking back, that while there might be one little thing here and there that I thought I could have done better, or I wish I had said a little bit differently, or I wish I had approached a little bit differently, 
Um, I look back and I'm really proud of the last three and a half years. Um, really proud of the way that I was able to manage things. Mm -hmm. um, and I, you know, I try to view everything as a lesson, you know, a lesson to be learned somewhere. So the moments when I struggled or the moments when I felt like I wasn't keeping my balloon in the air for something, whether it be school or husband or kids, um, you know, I took that as a, as a lesson learned moving forward to make sure that, you know, I spent a little bit more time. Um, you know, I came up with certain ways and certain things to, to make sure that I was giving priority to the important things. And looking back, you know, I'm, I'm really proud of the way that um, I was able to manage everything. So I can't really say there's anything specifically <laughs> that's, you know, glaring that I wish I had done differently. I sometimes I wish I had stressed a little bit less. Oh, I think we all yeah. <laughs> have that sentiment. But I also think that it's, you know, there's there's a good amount of stress. There's something that keeps you on your toes and keeps you pushing forward. Um, I also can look back and, and know without a doubt that I'm glad that I didn't walk through thinking, oh, I've got all this experience and I'm going to be just fine. Because I think it pushed me to work harder and, mm -hmm. you know, push myself to explore new things and have new experiences. And uh, you have achieved a lot. Um, and if I can just say objectively, I think you're, uh, you know, one of the, the great students in our class. I think you do excellent. Thank you. Um, and um, to add some more balloons, uh, to give the audience some more background, uh, you are very well involved in some of our organizations as well. And we we're talking about student ambassadors, which Randy is also one. And you can explain you know what that is Thanks uh, for, for, the our, for our yeah yeah <laughs> hit up randy you know when you come to uf uh <laughs> um but you, um and so I, I know you two have worked um together in that sort of thing i know you're involved in student ambassadors involved in our our frat cap epsilon mm -hmm. a few other things in addition to everything we just talked about um so maybe you two can tell me a little bit about organizational involvement and you know what that entails and how you manage that as well. I'll, I'll continue. I'll give the stage to, to Ms. Landers here, Ms. Landers here, because um, the first, my orientation, um, that's one of the first faces I saw mm -hmm. and just gravitated towards. So I'm going to let, ma'am, you have the floor. I think you've, you've done well. Uh, same for me. For when I took my first tour, um, so the ambassador program uh, gives tours to students, anybody, not even students, um, anybody that would like a tour of the Orlando campus, the ambassadors offer those tours. Um, so when I was applying, I had a tour of the Orlando campus and I met an ambassador and it's, it's the very first impression that you get. And I'm, you know, I hold strong with your first impression is make or break it. And you know, to be proud of the campus that you're in, you want to be able to put your best foot forward. And, um, you know, there's a certain time to apply for it. So as soon as that came along, I said, yeah, I want to do that. And more than anything, one of the reasons going behind it was I wanted to be able to let other, you know, parents know and mm -hmm. people who were non-traditional students that had been technicians prior you know i'm in my 30s so i'm you know a non-traditional student in that sense as well um my bachelor's is not in you know regular chemistry my bachelor's is actually in forensic science we've got a few of those um, we've got some art majors and stuff yep. yeah <laughs> so i kind of wanted to be a voice for some of the non-traditional students um 
and you don't necessarily always get those. A lot of times, our non-traditional students are, you know, working other jobs, or they they don't they're not able to um, commit a lot of time on campus. So I really wanted to try and make a voice for them as well. Mm -hmm. um, and going in with all of the other organizations, I thought, you know, once I become a pharmacist, I'm going to want to be involved in you know, the major organizations on the state level and on the national level. Um, so why not, while I'm a student, be involved in the organizations on the student level? So I think it gives you a great sense of achievement in being able to make something happen. Mm -hmm. Being a student in a large organization on a national level, um, on the professional level, you might not feel like you're always making a big headway, but being a leader in a student organization, you know, you can see a lot of change. And that really is motivating for you to keep on going and making a little change and then moving to a bigger org and making a bigger change right. just gives you the momentum to keep on moving forward and, you know, making change and knowing that as one person, your voice can be heard. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that um, because your involvement here was not only yourself, like Jeff had aforementioned. Two young girls were also with you when we had the organizational mm -hmm. uh, things on campus, the Mr. COP events. And uh, shout out to Mr. Kevin Landers, because he also was on campus and uh, helped, uh, I think, with that support system with you here on campus and your organizational involvement. What could the spouse of someone in pharmacy school do to best support their husband or wife? How could someone be a Kevin Landers? <laughs> Essentially. He's going to listen to this. It's very tough yeah. to be a Kevin Landers in <laughs> all reality. But, um, you know, I, I will say, you know, coming to class and, you know, learning the material and taking the tests, that's my part in pharmacy school. But really none of that would be possible without Kevin. I mean, we have two kids. We have a house. You know, we have, we have dinners. We have, you know, laundry to do and all this stuff. Um, and he makes it happen. You know, he's the one that pushes me to be involved and to go out and go to events and lets me know that, you know, he's got everything at home taken care of. You know, he's got the girls. To arrange this today, I actually had to double check that he could leave work a little early and pick the girls up. Oh. Um, you know, arranging childcare issues. Bless making his heart. <laughs> <Huge> <laughs> making <up>. sure <laughs> that... Once again. <laughs> <laughs> making sure that they're fed dinner as well. Um, but honestly, he's also so much more than that because he's supportive in every other aspect. I mean, you know, he's actually filmed a couple of the videos that we've done, the yes. KE Rush video, as mm -hmm. well as the Welcome to Orlando video. Um, he, you know, he really is my biggest cheerleader. Mm -hmm. um, the girls are mascots. Um, <laughs> they're K. They're 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 um. They're, they're, they're unicorns yeah. through and through. Yeah. Um, they were actually at our white coat ceremony wearing tiny they're, little white, white coats. coats. They're they're many celebrities. The whole family. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, and you know, I I think having a really strong support system is vital, especially when you're in a, a marriage. Um, you know, there is an expectation to spend that much time with your significant other. And, you know, Kevin understands on certain nights that I'm too busy to, you know, talk or cuddle or watch a movie or have a discussion about, you know, his day at work. And he's really understanding about that. Um, and then I also have a great support system beyond Kevin. You know, I have fantastic in-laws and fantastic parents that, you know, watch the kids so that Kevin and I can have a date night, you know, here and there. Um, and, and taking that time to make sure that you invest in those relationships 
is vital. I, you know, I look back on it and I think that I don't, I wouldn't have been able to accomplish anything that I've accomplished without the support system that I have. So, you know, Kevin, he was in the military for nine years mm -hmm. and I was the military wife that followed him around and mm -hmm. we moved all over the country, actually all over the world. Um, and when he got out of the military, he said, all right, your turn, whatever you want to do, I'm going to follow you. And so, you know, he's he's living up to his his word for sure. And I'm I know he's very excited for May to come, and I don't think he's anticipating what the next year is. <laughs> Sorry, Kevin. <laughs> Love um, you. <laughs> uh, you mentioned the girls just now, and I wanted to get in uh, specifically to that because we have several classmates uh, with kids. Um, I think the, the highest record holder is four. Uh, if you know who I'm wow. referring to. Yeah, She's actually class. my my grand big in KE. Mm -hmm. She's actually a, a large reason as to why I joined KE. Yes, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mothers stick together. and I remember that when we came on campus. Yeah. She actually sought me out to help me, give me advice. You know, I think she even offered to pick my kids up at some point oh. if I was having issues. Um, Maxine is a true saint, mm -hmm. and she's amazing. Um, and, you know, really, I think from other students telling some of the younger classes below me, um, you know, that I was a mom as well. I've had a number of moms come up to me and you know, ask me for advice. And I think really the biggest advice that I can give to other mothers is that you can do it. Mm -hmm. You know, kids are always surprising and interesting and there's always something new and I kind of feel like if you can manage being a mother you can manage pharmacy school <laughs> in a lot of ways I think that the girls have been a huge benefit to me you know there were there were times when I first started they were three and um, you know I'd be watching lectures and you're sitting there watching hours and hours of lectures and they gave me a well-deserved study break whenever they wanted <laughs> when they would come up and ask me to cuddle or ask me to play that was my moment to shut the computer turn my pharmacy brain off and live in that moment at three it lasted for 45 seconds <laughs> but you know it was one of those where um, I knew that I was going to be cooking dinner every night. I knew that I was going to be putting them to bed at 8 o'clock every night. And in a way, I think that stability and that level of routine um, helped me a lot through the last three and a half years, for sure. That's, that's good to hear. And, and so I think the, the takeaway from that is that having that established routine is what makes it that much easier. Uh, that was going to be my next question. I think you answered it. How do you tell the kids, you know, okay, mommy has to study right now. And how do you tell Mr. Landers, okay, Hillary has to study right now? It's the same answer for both. Mommy has to study right now. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> it is what it is every day. Yeah. Um, we have been creatures of habit for as long as we've had the twins. We've had them on sleep schedules when they were babies. And, you know, we are maintained by routine. So they wake up at a certain time. You know, we have baths on a certain schedule. We have bedtime at a certain schedule. Um, and honestly, I don't, I'm not sure I can claim any sort of responsibility in this, but I have very well-adjusted kids. Okay. Um, and I think that plays a lot into it. They are fairly low maintenance uh, in consideration for what it could be. I will, I will say that. They're um, the cutest also. They are adorable. <laughs> 
And that's why I keep them. (laughs) 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 Um, But yeah, it's, you know, it's a routine helps keep everything together. Um, And every now and then it's okay to deviate from the routine. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, you know, we're all kind of itching to get back to routine when we do have some kind of, you know, event or something that goes on that breaks it. That's great. Uh, So, you know, it's funny. We, We get into pharmacy school and we've got all these passions and goals that we want to accomplish and um, life continues to go on uh, Mr. or Jeff Goldblum uh, once said life finds a way so every year we have classmates who announce engagements and baby plans during the four years of pharmacy school what are your thoughts on this um, do you think someone is is helping them uh, all those uh, years or afraid of pharmacy school what, what, what is that life? What do you think about those decisions and things like that? You know, I, I like this question because we have your perspective coming in, you know, after the fact, after, you know, coming in married and coming in mm-hmm. uh, with children. And, of course, we have Mr. Randy Budrum here who uh, did propose and is planning <laughs> to get engaged um, during in the midst of pharmacy school. Did, so congrats to you, actually. Life finds a way. So. Yeah, he found a way. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, and, thank uh, you. And thank you to future Mrs. Budrum for, yeah. for taking him. She's, she's a... Yeah. Uh, She'll have her own special on support. <laughs> See, but she said oh, yeah. she said yes in the midst of all of this. She did. So it's only going to go up from here. <laughs> I said, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> Even he didn't believe it was. So. <laughs> but so I, I want to hear uh, a little from both of you, from I mean, from your from your perspective, and from uh, from Randy here, who uh, who took that that step during pharmacy school. I think that's an excellent point. Life finds a way. Um, I have actually had moments where, you know, I've mentioned this to someone that I'm back in school. And of course, with Facebook, you are somehow friends with all of your, um, you know, high school classmates and seeing some of the things that they're doing. Um, and, you know, you, you could look at my situation two ways. I'm in my 30s and I'm in a doctoral program and I'm, you know, achieving my dreams and I'm, I didn't let something stop me. I didn't let timing that I'm not in my 20s and now that I have kids, I didn't let that stop me. Or you could look at it as, oh, she's back in school. And I choose the former. I set a goal for myself and I set out to achieve it despite everything that somebody might assume would stop me. So, you know, the fact that I'm I think it was eight years past my bachelor's when I applied. Um, and the fact that I have two young kids, I mean, they were three at the time, um, you know, married, we had just moved into a house, well, a, you know, a townhouse, but we had just taken on a large responsibility. So there were lots of reasons that I could have said, nope, now is not the right time. But I've met people that said they wish they did. Mm. And you know, I, I don't remember who said it, but you miss 100% of the chances that you don't take. You know, it was Michael Scott from The Office. Probably. <laughs> probably. Somebody, maybe somebody else. But regardless, you know, it's, it's one of those things that I would, I'd rather deal with the struggles now than never deal with the struggles at all and go the next 20, 30 years wishing that I had pushed myself and I had really, you know, put myself to test my limits. And I feel like I'm testing my limits now, so I definitely know <laughs> what <laughs> I can deal with. Um, so yeah, I you know I think if there's something that you want to do, then shoot your shot. Just go. 
And Mr. Budram, you shot your shot. I did. <laughs> now, now listen. Uh, this this young lady, I, I was lucky from from the beginning to meet her. She uh, has been my rock and supported me before pharmacy school, through pharmacy school, and I said she's she's got she's got to be there for me after. So let me go ahead and get on this one knee and uh, and propose to this young lady because she is amazing. Um, she understands, like uh, I'm sure Mr. Landers does, that there are some priorities um, that might you know interfere with um, the relationship or sometimes spending time alone, but she understands it no kickback, helps me with projects throughout Finear. She's super creative. And um, the love is there. Um, let's, you know, let's not forget that. The love is there. And um, because I think it's a uh, investment, she invested in me. And um, I don't want to let her down. And, and I, knew, I knew she was the one and um, decided to just make that. I'm a meticulous planner. I might not look like it if you see me. <laughs> But I am. I have like three calendars. I look like I ever have a plan. <laughs> <laughs> but I do. There's a method to the madness. I've seen your bow ties. You plan. <laughs> Thank you, Adam. And uh, I, I try to, to plan and, and execute, and um, she allows me to do that. We work well as a team, and, and ultimately I'd like to have the success of Mr. and Mrs. Landers there. So, so that's why I decided to shoot my shot. And I was successful. Now, shopping for a ring is a whole different story. And that's <laughs> we could a whole do an episode, episode on it. episode actually. for that. All but, right. Um, it, it's... It's it's a it's a journey, and um, decided to take that step. Good, that was the right time. I'm glad. I'm, I'm thank you, thank you for mentioning that. I'm glad for both of you. And um, absolutely, we uh, were talking about this uh, before you um, you had showed up, Hillary. Actually, and this uh, I think I'll make this our last question. Um, career paths when you're you're in this stage, when you're planning a, a marriage now, uh, or when you you have all these responsibilities at home, do you think? this changed what you wanted to do coming out of pharmacy school. We know we have choices where, you know, you could uh, take a job in, in retail and uh, come out and, and make a, a great income um, and have set hours. Um, a lot of people take the residency route, um, which is um, very time intensive, um, pretty tough. Um, and it's another year of school. Um, and obviously the, the income is a little less until you come out of there and get a staff job. Um, do you think being in these situations changed what your plans were? I don't think it changed my final goal. Um, you know, my final goal is to be a pharmacist working in an AmCare setting where I'm interacting with patients and I'm, you know, educating them on their medications and I'm, you know, making a real difference in their health care. Do I think that it changes the trajectory of how I get there a little bit? Definitely. You know, if, if I didn't have kids and I didn't have a husband and a house, um, then I would, you know, be applying to residencies all over the country. Um, you know, I, I would be setting my heart on a PGY2, you know, push myself to be as trained, as, you know, highly trained as I possibly can. Um, I am still applying for a residency. Um, I'm not 100% sold on doing a PGY2 just yet because of some of my, you know, personal obligations. Um, I'm applying just to the Orlando area because of my personal obligations. So does it change the route that I get to my final destination? Absolutely. But I don't, I'm not selling myself short on what my end goal is because of that. 
last thoughts, Randy? No, I, I agree. I, I think if something happens, we have a passion. That's why we decided to, to help patients and take this route. But um, I'm also a non-traditional student. I uh, came here later. I have a, a bachelor's from UF uh, in sociology. Um, I think the end goal is there, but the route, uh, there's multiple avenues that we can take to get there. And, and we're kind of arrangers as pharmacy school students. We, we look at all these medications and figure out which one's right, which one's wrong, how do we change this to best optimize it for the patient. We, we, we kind of take a little bit of that in our lives and how do we rearrange this and that that might show up when we, we don't anticipate it. But that still doesn't stop where we're trying to go. Um, might take a year or two here to get there or different route. Um, but but you ultimately, you know, that passion still continues to drive you and your support system continues to, to drive you to get to that end point and that end goal. That is a fabulous pharmacy analogy. That's, Bravo. That's that's the man. I learned that's, I learned from my I learned from my upperclassmen at yeah. <laughs> He's, he's trying to get some brownie points. He's trying to get some, <laughs> some answers. You got trying to show up on the next episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that was our last question. Um, so, um, on behalf of me and Randy, uh, let me thank you so much Absolutely. for making the time here and the babysitter and everything that had to go on to, to get you here and coming straight from work. Uh, we appreciate you. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate Kevin and little Avery and Reese. Uh, they should be old enough to listen to the podcast, so maybe can be like their bedtime, uh, you know, story tonight. It might actually put them to sleep better than anything else. <laughs> you know, whatever works. Good job, Jeff. Yeah, <laughs> and that's why we're here. That's why we do it. You know? For the kids. <laughs> so that has been another episode of Capsule Podcast Productions for the kids. Um, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure is over. Big thanks to Jeff and Randy for helping me out with this podcast, and a big thanks to Hillary for being on the podcast. Hopefully we can have her on again to talk to her about whatever cool endeavor she's into after graduation. And as always, I'd like to thank Sephiros for the music. The song is called Celestial, and you can find it at freestockmusic.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you guys again soon.